Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's going on? Um, this is the Casey on the Beat show, and I'm coming back to you uh, from my basement. Um, doing this podcast thing again. Um, so let's let's see what I want to talk about. First of all, did you miss me? I know I miss doing this. I miss um, speaking and getting some things off my chest that I normally probably wouldn't even be talking about. Um, but this is a uh, post-pandemic show after uh, the COVID-19 pandemic of 2020. It's 2021. Um, and I... I guess you can say we're two years in the bag with this. Um, I did actually suffer from the COVID uh, that placed me into the hospital, so on and so forth. But, you know, I'm still here. I'm still kicking and screaming. Um, It was a rough ride, uh, and I survived it. So I'm here to tell my story. And uh, it's been a rough ride. That's all I can say. Um, A lot of changes in my life since the pandemic um, that I didn't expect. Uh, Things came out of left field. Uh, Relationships got strained due to uh, the stay-at-home mandate things like that. Things got a little stressful for me and my wife, uh, the children, so on and so forth. But overall, you know, I'm trying to keep a positive mindset on it. Um, where do I begin? Uh, had a couple of health scares due to the pandemic, uh, high blood pressure. Um, my diabetes, of course, if, you know, well, I never spoke about it. I am diabetic. Uh, I want to say I'm probably 12 years in or 12, 13 years into being a diabetic. And I actually had more complications than expected. Uh, because for some reason, my particular diabetes was way more aggressive than I've seen in most of my family members. So um, I had to deal with that, you know. But it it really led to, like, you know, real bad uh, hypertension, uh, anger issues, irritability, things like that. I wasn't taking my medicine properly, so um, on top of that, you know, if anybody knows, I'm a avid cannabis user for certain things like stress and neuropathy and um, I really don't want to say bipolarism, but mood swings and things like that. Uh, I consider that bipolarism. If you constantly flip-flopping all over the place with your um, with your mindset and your moods, so you know, I went down the road of using cannabis as medicine, 
And, you know, a little bit of caution to all of us that actually utilize it. It could be detrimental in a lot of ways that we don't quite fully understand yet. But, you know, I did suffer um, basically a mild stroke um, from having used the, you know, I was using it as an edible like almost every day or every two, three days or something like that. And, you know, I was, uh, you know, I was using the butter, you know, can of butter, can of oil, then I discovered can of milk. Well, unfortunately, all of those items are high in cholesterol. And with me being a diabetic, that didn't do well with my body because as I, you know, used it, and would consume it, it didn't do well with my heart valves and things of that nature. So I ended up having a mild stroke. Um, my nose was bleeding for a very long time. I had to go to the hospital for it, you know, call 911. Mm, pardon me. I had to call 911, have them rush me to the hospital because my nose was bleeding well over 30, 40 minutes. So I ended up in the ER for a nosebleed. Then, that's when I discovered I had high blood pressure. At the same time, you know, I was going through, which is unfortunate, a uh, separation between my wife and I. Um, because, you know, part, part of the life I live you know, I'm always busy, you know, um, I always put the children first. And, you know, when things would upset me, she pretty much would get the grunt of it. And, I, you know, at the time, I wasn't noticing, you know, um, I, I'm going to go ahead and call it abuse. I would say, because in a sense, when you are doing something or being neglectful to someone or something, and you're taking all your frustrations out on whatever it is or whomever it is, it's it's kind of an abuse situation. So, um, you know, I would I would walk through the house. Uh, and, and, you know, I, I really, I, I, I want to say the majority of my mood swings and things of that nature came from lack of cannabis. Uh, and, I, you, know, I, you know, you grow up, you use pot, reefer, weed, whatever you want to call it. You know, you, you don't know that, and, and it, it's my own ignorant fault because I did not, understand the medicine and you know it does come with side effects from withdrawal which is similar and you know I've never used heroin or any hardcore drugs but when I looked it up it's, it's actually kind of similar to that so um, as I used the cannabis I noticed the attitude change and things like that I was super uber aggressive 
And normally, you know, I can control my temper and things like that, but I was out of control where everything was making me upset. And, you know, it didn't matter what it was. If a snowflake hit my hand, I would be upset. So, you know, at the time, I was just like, okay, well, let me use more and more and more. And, you know, it would calm me down, put me to sleep, whatever. But then when it would run out, I'm infuriated all day, 24 hours a day. So I had to kind of put two and two together. You know, I met my wife. Uh, I want to say in, yeah, 2011. Uh, sweet woman. You know, we, of course, we have our, uh, our differences of opinion and things like that. Both of us have a need to be right. You know, I believe that both of us are narcissistic. Um, which is a, just a cesspool of uh, drama. But, you know, for some reason in the beginning, I was actually able to ignore that and um, put it to the side and just let her have her way. But then, you know, when we were just in a relationship, everything was cool, but it was, it's like as soon as we got married, probably... I, yeah, we got married in 2016. Um, things started making a turn, you know, kind of for the worse. And I, I never understood why. Um, and that's why I know it came from, because the majority of my marriage, I was using cannabis. Uh, and... I remember my wife saying to me, if you can't tolerate or be with me without this drug, then, you know, I don't want to be with you. And I was like, no, nah, the drug, you know, I'm okay. You know, I don't, it's, it's not the drugs, you know, you know how typical addict users or drug addicts or alcoholics or whatever, whoever, whatever addiction you have. It doesn't always have to be drugs. It can be gambling. It could be hoarding, anything. But you always tend to make an excuse or you try to, you know, brush it off like that's not the reason. It's the person is telling you that you have a problem. So, you know, I sat back and I ignored all the signs. Well, unfortunately, that led to our separation. And, um, you know, it, it, it was kind of a sad experience because around the same time that we decided to separate, um, I had COVID really bad. Um, and I remember us because we separated last September. And then probably by Halloween, probably a week or two before Halloween, we took a trip to Philadelphia to the uh, King of Prussia Mall. And, you know, we had a really good time. Again, you know, I'm up there with some edibles. I made some little chocolate candy edibles or whatever. And, you know, 
I'm high the majority of the time, so I'm just having a good time taking a ride or whatever. And um, everything seemed great. We come back the next week. I think it was the day of Halloween where my one of my oldest sons, he had COVID that he caught from somebody at work. And then my daughter, my youngest daughter, this eight, uh, at, she was seven at the time, she had COVID. So I'm like, what the hell? Uh, I decorated the house and everything for Halloween. My wife, we had a counseling session that morning. And um, we did the video conference counsel, marriage counseling session. And uh, things seemed okay. But, you know, it was our first time. So the, the counselor was kind of getting to know us and things like that. And then um, she left. And I was decorating the house because she was supposed to come back with the other children and we were going to do a little Halloween, you know, go to door to door in the house because, you know, everything was on lockdown. So, you know, we was going to set up everything in the bedrooms and so on and so forth and set everything up for the kids for trick-or-treating. Well, excuse me. Should have had a coffee or something, tea or something. But, um... A little after that, I ended up, you know, I, I decorated the house, carved my fir- first pumpkin, set everything up, and um, I know that morning, right after our session with the counselor, my daughter had threw up whatever, and I was like, okay, she must be really sick. Well, she... uh. She wasn't feeling well for the rest of the day, so my wife never came back. And then I ended up with COVID. Uh, My wife did come back a little bit because she wanted to help out. And, you know, I had a little issue where I felt like I didn't want the other children to get sick. So, you know, I kind of asked if she can go stay at her mom's house for a little while until everything cleared up, but I think I went about doing it wrong. Um, May have said some things I shouldn't have said, you know, picked an argument basically, you know, to get her to lead a premises. And it wasn't because I didn't want her here. I did. Uh, I, I just went about it wrong because my wife's a nurse. So health issues don't scare her as much as they do me. You know, she see this every day. Um, and in her mind, you know, we could have worked through it. And in my mind, I was just like, no, this is a deadly virus. Everybody's going to get sick. I'm in straight panic mode. And let's keep on top of the fact that, you know, I'm a cannabis user. So paranoia is at an all-time high when you're not using it because I didn't use it because I had COVID and I read that COVID makes it, make, you know, well, marijuana, marijuana and smoking makes COVID way worse. So I'm not using, you know, I'm highly irritated. I'm, my my uh, anxiety is high as hell. And I send my family back out the house. Uh, bad idea. I should have just listened to my wife and, you know, went with what her idea was. But I didn't, you know, being a man, I, you know, kind of put my chest out and she left. 
Well, she's been gone since. Um, she went and found a place and, you know, she stayed, you know, she stayed there. And I'm still here at the marital home, whatever. And um, it, w- it was a tough road. You know, it's tough for my now eight-year-old going on nine. It's tough for me. It's tough for the other children because, you know, they need me around, as a, you know, as a full-time dad. And then, you know, my daughter needs her mom around as a full-time mom. But with my wife now working at two different hospitals, uh, it's kind of hard for her to find the time, to be honest, to because she basically worked two full-time jobs. Uh, and it's not because I'm not man enough to hold things down and stuff like that. I do. I take care of my uh, eight-year-old, you know. Um, and I don't really demand a lot out of her. The second job that she picked up, the second full-time job is supposed to be a transition job from the other to this new one. Uh, in which, you know, she'll make more money, things of that nature. So, I, you know, I watch her do the transition. So she's still on one job waiting to leave that one to go full time to the other one. And um, which is a great idea for her career, I guess, uh, is what she wants to do. So I don't really, you know, try to get in the way of her career. But um, me, you know, if you've, followed me, you would know that since my daughter's been born, uh, I must say probably for the last six to seven years, you know, I've been a stay-at-home dad. You know, I, I make money and stuff like that, you know, but, you know, as an entrepreneur, but it's not enough to cover everything and all the basis of, you know, everyday typical needs for all of our children. So right now I'm currently in the position of trying to jump back out there into the workforce because, you know, this is the time, to be honest. A lot of people are quitting jobs and things like that that I probably could slide in on pause and, um, you know, get a job. But, you know, I have no problem with that. You know, um, when I met my wife, when she was just, you know, my girlfriend, fiance, woman, whatever, old lady, whatever you want to call it, you know, I held it down. You know, she's been holding it down a lot longer than me. But, you know, there was never really a complaint till now. And, you know, it's always been confusing to me because women are really different some women, I'm going to say some, I'm not going to say all in generalize. I'm going to say some women are a little more like, you know, if you ask them, Hey, you know, does it bother you that I'm not working? Do you feel like I'm a bum? So on and so forth. They may say, no, I mean, baby, it's okay. You know, take your time. No, fellas, don't take your time. Uh, It does bother them. A lot of times, uh, you know, you have an idea that you're trying to accomplish something because, see, one of the reasons why I kind of jumped out of the workforce was to, you know, try to, 
I, I hate this be so cliche, but, you know, live out my dreams, you know, do the music thing, produce music, uh, even produce this podcast. Um, gardening, um, do things I never was able to do in my life, you know, and see if I could be successful from it. So, you know, with the music thing, you know, yeah, I, I sold a couple of beats, whatever the case may be, but, you know, didn't get any placements on major labels and things of that nature. So I said, okay, let me scratch that. So once I started growing cannabis, you know, on my own, I got to the point where I started breeding and I said, well, maybe I can have a future in breeding. So, you know, I thought, okay, let me go ahead and get this breeding thing a try. Well, that went well. I, you know, have bred uh, probably four to five strains or something of that nature. But that that's just not enough to me. You know, when you're trying to sell seeds, what, 10 seeds for 25 to 40 to $50, that's no real money. Um, and in this, in, in, in this, in DC, you can't uh, legally sell cannabis. Uh, they haven't approved for growers or breeders to actually sell their cannabis. So, you know, if you do it, it's illegal. You go to jail, you lose everything. So, you know, I'm too old to be out here being an old drug dealer. So it's back to the work for force I go. So I'm going to go ahead and, um, you know, continue my IT career because I do have a, uh, a basically a background in IT. So I'm going to go back to that, uh, make some money, try to, you know, to help out my family the best that I could and, you know, take a little of the stress off my wife's, you know, shoulders. Um, because I feel like in this particular situation, you know, I, I let her down, you know, and after the separation, we've been separated for over a year now. I really realized a lot of the mistakes that I made as a husband, as a friend, as a confidant, um, that I should have took things a little more different than what I did. Um, I should have noticed that the cannabis use was an issue. The not working was an issue. Um, my health issues were an issue for me, not so much of her, but more for me. Um, because it just puts worry on me. You know, I lost my brother. He was, uh, he was like 34 back in 2006 and he had, uh, diabetes and, you know, he went into the hospital cause he kicked his foot or something and he had already had you know, a couple of his toes amputated, so on and so forth. And he kicked his foot, hurt his foot, and then went in the hospital and died of a heart attack. Um, my father died of a heart attack, my grandfather, a couple of uncles. So, you know, it's really bad on my uh, father's side of the family that diabetes takes out the men. So, you know, when I got diabetes, I was kind of like, oh, shit, you know, um, where do I go from here? I mean, today, you know, I've lost a ton of weight. 
um, I walk, walk, excuse me. I walk on a treadmill probably, uh, I want to say three to four miles a day, like an hour at like 3.5 miles per hour. I, I sit, I said to myself, I would pick back up running because in the past I used to run five miles a day on a treadmill. So I'm up to three to four miles walking. So I'm going to eventually get back up to speed with running and things like that. I just got to let the chips go because I, I, I definitely love chips and, you know, the, that type of type of snack food. So I need to learn how to let that go. And then that's another thing with the cannabis situation is that it, it really, oh man, the munchies really be crazy. So, you know, and being a diabetic and trying to watch your carb intake and, um, sugar intake, it's kind of hard to eat a bunch of fruits. Um, I get tired of salads and avocados and things of that nature. So I may take a break from it probably like a month and then go right back to it. But overall, it's been a hectic year in my life, if you can tell. And um, I'm wishing for the best because Although my wife and I separated, you know, I'm loyal, you know, I'm, 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 I'm saving myself for her. Uh, I want to, you know, fix the marriage. I don't want to just, you know, because a lot of people, I've read that a lot of people um, that actually separate longer than six months and then a divorce. That's not the road I'm traveling down. Uh, you know, she had, you know, a, a, a lot of fears. You know, there was a lot, a lot of verbal abuse. I'll say that. Um, and, and abuse in general of, uh, I don't want to call it toxic masculinity because a lot of it I just can't really recall. Um but, you know, sometimes when she speak on it, you know, it'll refresh in my memory or whatever. But, you know, I must have been a monster and said things that I should not have said. So, you know, with me, I'm the type of person, if I know I'm wrong, I'll seek therapy, whatever the case may be, to help out with the issues and try to rectify it and get it right because my wife is everything. Uh, she's my daughter's mother. She's the mother to my stepchildren. And, you know, I know this is kind of, I'm not even going to say it's corny. I love my wife, you know, and um, I love my children, all of them. You know, if you know, I have 10 total. So, you know, to, to crumble in front of your 10 children the way I did, it's, it's just not good for business as far as being a father, a man, and a leader of the household. So, you know, I got a lot of soul searching to do. Uh, I'm going to continue to work on my health issues. I'm not going to let anxiety beat me out. And, you know, hopefully, in a, you know, we'll put it in the universe that this post-pandemic marriage separation will end this year. And then in 2022, you know, we can get back on track of being a family that loves and, you know, can be, tolerate one another and without drugs. 
drugs, alcohol, stress, you know, financial stress, whatever stress it may be. Um, so if you're going through the same thing in your life, just know you're not alone. A lot of couples ended in the same situation. So just be aware of what's going on around you, what you allow into your mind and what you allow to direct you. Um, don't forget to follow my, uh, my uh, social media account on Instagram. By the way, I have a account on there. It's at the Casey on a B show, I believe. Let me, let me double check here. Yes, is at the Casey on a Beat show on Instagram. Okay, um, I'm going to go ahead and get out of here. And you guys have a blessed day. Today is December the 9th, 2021. Take care.